It happens, like, I only say 1% of the time where God just gets rid of something straight away. Have you ever, I've, like, I've really, like, I can count on my hands how many times God turned up instantly. But how many know that majority of your life, God never turns up instantly. God never takes it away instantly. See, if God just got rid of struggles right there when you asked him, you will never grow. If you ask God to come in and he got rid of the struggle or whatever, you will never ever will be able to proclaim that you're an overcomer because an overcomer goes through the trial, goes through the tribulation and triumphs over it. So that's why God says that we're more than an overcomer because when we go through things, we're gonna be more than an overcomer. God's already overcome, so we're more than an overcomer. And so we ought to get this idea like God's not a microwave. He's more like a spit roast. He's more like a smoker. He's more like an oven, you know, like he, he takes his time on our journey. He's not a person that just goes, turns it on 30 seconds and your meal's cooked. Are we okay? The struggles you may be facing or battling doesn't make you less saved or less close to Jesus, but it does require us to lean into him like never before. Can I be honest? Cool. The first thing I want to talk to, about, talk to us about is this. Be honest with yourself. You might be going, oh, is that it? No, be honest with yourself. Trust me, that's the hardest thing. Be honest with yourself. I put it like this. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. Let me say that again. You cannot defeat what you cannot define. Meaning you need to name the struggle that you're facing. How do you know, like, you pretend that the struggle's not there, so you never name it, but that struggle keeps turning up, popping up in your life, because you're not honest with yourself. And if you're not ready to define it, you'll never, ever defeat it. Are we okay? I see it like this. People usually use nicer words than what the mental health words, right? When they go through depression, they could use, I'm sad. Even though sad has an indicator of, the, like, of it, but they use a nicer word so they don't feel weaker or they don't look weak. They use words for like insecurity. They might say, oh, I have a little doubt. Nicer words for comparison would be, I know I've said this, maybe you have said this. Oh, that other person's a better fit. Have you ever said that over someone, like to someone? Oh, no, choose that person. He's better at the job. And not knowing that we're going through comparison. Anxiety, people could use, oh, I'm just uncertain. Even though those things are aspects of it, but if you don't deal with the root, you will always produce the fruit. If you don't deal with the root of the problem, you will always produce the fruit. Meaning, if you don't name your struggle, whether it be depression, if you don't name it and deal with that thing, Depression will always come up, the fruit in your life. You have to deal with the root of the problem to change the fruit. Are we okay? So we need to come to this place of being honest with ourselves. You need to name the struggle that you're facing and come to terms with that truth because truth sets you free. Are we okay? Truth sets you free. 
So if you're not honest with where you're at with God, honest with what you're struggling with, you will never be free from that very thing because you can't name it. You can't define it. You can't, de- you can't defeat what you can't define. You know how I say how it goes in the Word of God that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life? See, Jesus is the truth, and He's the only one who can set you, um, set you free from sin. He's the only one. But we have to come to this place of truthfulness where we say, God, I'm a sinner. He can't set you free from sin if you don't admit that you're a sinner. Because you cannot defeat what you cannot define. And if you can't be honest with yourself, with what you're struggling with, then you'll always be in the place of struggle. And we've got to be honest with ourselves. Where are you? Where you at? So can I be honest? Sometimes when we're so deep in our struggle, it seems like we're a burden on others. Can I be honest? That taking your life seems like the only option. That taking your life seems like the only option. Can I be honest? This is not just happening outside the church, but it's happening inside the church in regards to suicide. Over the past 10 years, there have been influential people who committed suicide, but many pastors have committed suicide. Can I be honest? Compared with other countries, New Zealand's suicide rates for males and females are towards the middle of the range. New Zealand's males um, youth suicide was the thir- third highest in the world. And New Zealand females, uh, female youth suicide was the highest. The New Zealand stats are always being updated yearly, but it's around 12 people per 100,000 who commit suicide. Can I be honest? In 2021, there were 607 people who took their lives last year here in New Zealand. 607, and that's only known of. Can I be honest? The highest rate is with the Māori people, then Pacifica people, and then all other ethnicities after that. Suicide for males was around 17.4 per 100,000 males. Suicide for females were 7 per 100,000 females. Globally, around 800,000 people commit suicide. Can I be honest? Anything over one is a tragedy. Let me put this in perspective. 800,000 globally commit suicide. For homicide globally is around 450. There are more people taking their lives than people getting killed. And I don't know how many times I've heard people speak of their family or friend who committed suicide about how they didn't know, how they're always the life of the party, how they're always good, they're always good buzz, they're always good vibes. It's because we live in an era where honesty is not at the forefront. 
We live in an era also with an old school mentality that harden up. I've used that many times. But anything over one is a tragedy. There's too many spaces within this world, including the church, where we don't allow honesty. But for Hills and Zed, I'm putting my stake in the ground and saying we always will make a, a created atmosphere, create a space where honesty is always at the forefront. Because we cannot defeat what we cannot define. And if we start naming things like suicide, depression, that we can then defeat those very things that come up in our society and come up within the church. The church is not exempt from suicide. There's more, there's more divorces in church than outside the church. There's more pastors, literally more pastors committing suicide because there's not honesty. They're not honest with themselves. I'm okay, I'm Superman, I'll do everything. And they get to this place of darkness where they feel like there's no way out. And if that may be you this morning, let me tell you, there is a way out. There's people in this room that care about you. But there is a guy who named Jesus who loves you so much that he died for you. Our love can only go so far, but his love is everlasting. So we have to be honest. First John 1 says this, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and, and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So this is speaking about our sins and how we have to be honest. If we say hey, we have no sin, then we're a liar. We're deceiving ourselves. This also applies in other areas of our lives. If you know you are struggling and you're going through stuff and you keep deceiving yourself, you're just deceiving yourself. That's why I started this, this morning with get the facade away. Get the fake you away. Get all those things that try to pretend that everything's okay because you're in the church away so that we can create a space of honesty. So can I be honest? We need to be honest with ourselves. We need to stop pretending that we're okay when we're not. But at the same time, we have to reach out when we're not. True freedom comes from acknowledging that you are struggling. True freedom comes from acknowledging that you are struggling. But we have to be honest with ourselves that we need help. And so I'm making a statement and putting my stake in the ground that we at Hills NZ will always play our part in creating environments where we are honest. As your pastor, as I'm passing you through this word today, that we're putting a stake in the ground, that we're going to create an atmosphere of honesty. Isaiah 41.10 says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Have you heard the scripture before? Fear not, for I am with you. It's a famous scripture a lot of people use. And so in the scripture, we can point out that God is with us. 
But there's something significant within this verse that many overlook when they read this. And it's this. He says, yes, I will, what? Help you. Meaning God took into account that you need help. God took into account that I need help. He said, I will strengthen you, but you will still need help. Doesn't matter how strong you think you are on how capable we are, we need help. In John 14, it says this, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. So God gave us who? The Holy Spirit, who is what? The helper. So if God gave us the Holy Spirit, who is helper, why do we not ask for help? Because we're not honest with ourselves. Because you cannot defeat or you cannot define. And if you don't want to define it, you'll never ever defeat it. Are we all right this morning? So why did God give us the Holy Spirit? Because we need help. And if we're not even honest with that, we'll continue going through the cycle like um, Moses and all the people that were with him, 40 years, just around the same mountain. Same mountain, same mountain, going through the same struggle, eating the same food, and doing the same thing over and over and over again. And we're just going to live like that, going through the cycle. But today is the day where we get to have a turning point in our lives. We put our stake in the ground and say, no more. Are we going around this mountain? But we're going to define what we want to defeat. Are we okay? So be honest with ourselves. The second thing is this. Be honest with each other. See, we can never get to a place of being honest with each other unless we come to a place that we're honest with ourselves. Right? And I'm not saying go to a random person and tell them all your struggles. Okay? I'm not saying with each other meaning anyone. Like, anyone. But I am saying get connected to a connect group. I am saying get connected into service. I am saying get connected to people who are like-minded, who love the Lord with all their heart, with all their soul, with all their heart, with all their mind, and get around them and be honest with each other. That's what I'm saying. Be part of a community. And so this is for anybody in here. Be part of this community. If you're eating from here, not physical food. Oh, okay, okay, physical food. But if you're eating from here on a Sunday spiritually, get connected. You need to be honest with yourself that I need to get connected to a community who loves the Lord. As soon as you get to that place, then you can go, oh, sweet. Now I can build a relationship with my community so I can be honest with each other. Are we okay? So many go to church and not really build quality relationships where they can be honest because they're not part of the community. I see it as three pictures. I see the crowd, I see the congregation, and then I see the community. Which one are you? The crowd that just comes in and out? The congregation that just attends Sunday service? Or are you the community that in all and be all and everything through all? Are we okay? Because if we're going to be honest with each other, we have to build the relationship with each other. But we can't build the relationship with each other if we're first not honest with ourselves. That I need a community to be a, be a part of. 
And we need to move from this place of like being from the crowd, then being to the congregation, and then turning up on Sunday, yeah, oh yeah, cool, cool. Now I want to be part of the community. Once you get into this part of this community, things change drastically. Are we okay? Being part of a community is not just turning up to church, but being amongst the church. Not building church, but the church within connect groups, within other things that are happening in the life of the church, but also being connected to other people who love the Lord, not just within hills, but in other places. Man, I've got relationships at like nearly every, um, uh, what's it called, denomination. Why? Because it's important. I can't just have a relationship with you guys. Far out. Well, I gotta, that's, a, that's kind of a boring life if I just have a relationship with you guys. Far. Even though you guys are amazing and everything, but we need relationships outside our house who love the Lord, the Lord their God because there's something in them that I could learn from, that they can speak into. Are we okay? See, God didn't create community just for us to be alone. God didn't create community just for us to be alone. In Genesis 2, it says this, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a what? Helper. Comparable to him. So we need a community, and God's saying it's not good for man to be alone. And in context, this is not just reflection of marriage, but it's a reflection of community. God's not saying for man to be alone just, just for marriage purposes, but he's saying be part of a community because Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a community. When he created us in his image, his image is community. Three persons of co-equal, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they are a community. And God wants also us to be part of a community. He didn't create us to be alone, but within a community. Are we okay? He created community because we need help. So not only are we being honest with ourselves that we need help, but now we are part of a community because we like, we need help. And I want to talk to, oh wait, can I be honest? Okay. You can be religious and say, all I need is God. This is true, but there's another side to that coin. We also need each other. I don't know how many times I've heard this before, not from you guys, of course, because you guys are amazing and, yeah, perfect in every single way. But I've heard this so many times growing up, so many times within ministry, even till this very day, that all they say is, oh, I just need God. Yeah, you do need God, but you also need community. Why would he create the church and birth the church in Acts? What, is this a, just to have fun and eat dinner together and talk about the teachings? No, to create community. The church was birthed and grew from a place of community. How did they grow the church? By going from door to door and eating at every home. They didn't just eat physically, but they ate spiritually. There was a community involved. And so numbers in the church grew rapidly because they were a part of a community. And so we, in this room, we need to give permission to each other to be honest with where we are at. We have to give permission. I have to give permission to Alea. 
can you be honest with me? Or can I be honest with you? And on the recipient's end, we have to be okay to receive that help. How many of you know Christians are good at giving gifts, but suck at receiving them? Yeah, like, is it just me? Like, you're, you're first one there, you'll give. But as soon as someone wants to give to you when you need help, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. If we're going to create this place of honesty with each other, we have to be willing to give help and be honest, but also receive it back. Because relationship doesn't go one way, it goes both ways. And my, me and my wife talk about this um, quite a bit, is that our heart is that we want to create a community that is honest. We want to create a community that is loving, that is caring, that is wanting the best in others, that is encouraging, that is empowering, and most importantly, full of God. That's the kind of community that we want to build within this community and the wider community. And you know what? We are not just a community when you're just winning. <laughs> Let me tell you that again. We are not just a community when you're just winning, but when the times you're struggling, we're still your community. In the moments where you're losing, we're still your community. In the moments where you're sad, we're your community. Just because you're, like we have relationships that they only come when you're winning. Does, does anyone have those? Get rid of them. When people in your life just come when you're winning, get rid of them. Because that's not a community, that's only one way. But within this community, when you're winning, we're with you. When you're struggling, when you, we're with you. When you're going through depression, we're with you. When you're going through anxiety, we're with you. When you're struggling financially, we're with you. When you need prayer, just in a random moment, we're with you. Because that's what community looks like. You don't have to pretend to have it together when we give permission to each other to be honest. So can we give permission to each other to be honest? But also, can you plug yourself into the community so that you can create a place to be honest? Connect groups are a perfect example. Man, when I went to Connect Group last fortnight, there was such a place of honesty. But no one went too far deep because they're still building honesty within that Connect Group. But honesty is still being built because we're choosing to connect into community. And the last thing is this. So we're being honest with ourselves, being honest with each other, and lastly, we're being honest with God. You might be going, why are we gotta be honest with God? Let me tell you, I don't know why we do this, but we think we can hide things from God. <laughs> I have no clue why, but like, I've done this so many times. Like, you know you're about to do something you shouldn't be doing, and or say something that you shouldn't say, but you say it anyway, thinking God can't see or hear you. That's just me, okay, I appreciate it. And sometimes we do act like this, but God knows us more than anyone else. He knows every hair on your head, and he knows the minute details all the way to the cell in your, cells in your body. Even the cell within the cell and the cell within the cell, he knows every part of that. But you know what? We still have to choose to be honest with God. Honesty with God is necessary for our freedom. You want freedom? You've got to be honest with God. Honesty with God 
is necessary for our freedom. Honesty with God allows change from the inside out. Churchgoers or church people, Christians, are really good. We're really good at, you know, just the Christian look and the Christian sayings and the Christian, you know how to respond as a Christian. But God doesn't work from the outside. He works from the inside out. And being honest with God allows him to change the inside out. And honesty with God invites him to intervene into our circumstances. You know when we're struggling and we don't go, we don't go to God and we just go through it and we just like go through the motions of the struggle? Many people don't actually go towards God and go, God, I'm struggling with this. The reason why I know that is because I've experienced it, but I've also seen people do it where they're not honest with God. Like, did you pray about it? Oh, no, no, I forgot. Because they're so caught up in the struggle, they don't have even come to God to be honest with. But we need to come to this place and going, God, can I be honest with you? I'm struggling with this. Even though he knows you're struggling with it, he's waiting for you to tell him and saying, God, I invite you into my circumstances and into my struggle. That is when God can move. God's not going to pour himself out to you if you don't invite him. God's not going to intervene into your circumstances unless you invite him. So we not only have to be honest with ourselves, honest with each other, we're going to be honest with God and go, God, I'm struggling through this. And you know what? What he does when, he, when you tell him and you be honest with him, he surrounds you with people. He surrounds you with a community. That's the reason why we have to be honest with each other and get connected to a community. Because if we're not connected to anything, we'll stay in the, in the midst of our struggle. I think that's why a lot of the prophets in the Old Testament went through all this woe is me. They went all through the struggle of like, oh no, they're after me. Or, oh no God, where are you? It's because they weren't connected to a community. And we see it, we see it throughout the Bible. That community makes a difference. So honesty with God invites them to intervene in our circumstances. First John 1 John 1.9, we, we said this before. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It says, if we confess our sins, being honest, He's faithful and just to forgive. Meaning we have to be honest with God and say, God, I confess this to you right now. Then He can intervene. And if you haven't done that and you're going through something right now, why don't you do it in this moment and go, God, I haven't actually surrendered this to you. I haven't actually surrendered this problem to you. Watch what, what would happen when you go, God, I surrender the circumstance. Watch God do what he does best. He intervenes. And might not be the way you want it, but he will intervene. John 8, 31 says, Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Truth shall make you th free. Meaning honesty, if we're not honest with where we are at, if we're not honest with ourselves, if we're not honest with each other, if we're not honest with God, how can we find true freedom if there's no truth in there? Oh, no, nah, God, I know, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. 
come to church and Pastor Darren goes, how's your week? Oh, good week, good week, good week. But in the back of your mind, I hated this week. I don't want to be at church today. Actually, I don't want to talk to you, Pastor Darren. What, what, you guys never think that? Man, sometimes I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> but because of my pastor's hat, I have to talk to you, okay? <laughs> but the truth, the struggle is real, man. Sometimes we don't want to talk to anybody. You just turned up to church because that's the good thing to do. But imagine if we can create this environment where we're honest, where we allow truth to be the forefront so that we can experience freedom. Imagine if we can create a community that allows honesty and truth at the forefront, what God can do in a room and in the moment. I believe today is a start for us to be honest with ourselves. Then let's get part of a community. Not just being part of a congregation, but let's be part of the community. Let's connect into connect groups. Let's connect into Sunday services. If there's an area that you see that is lacking and you're like, oh, I want to serve in that area, man, hit me up. Straight up, hit me up. Like, there's so much stuff to do. Within the, within the body, and if you if you want to do something, man, do it. Let's do it, because you're being part of a community. But when we're part of the community, let's create a space where we welcome honesty this way, but we also receive it back. And lastly, let's be honest with God. Let us daily repent from sin. Let me say this again. Let us daily repent from sin turn towards God and follow Him. Let me say that again. Let's daily repent from sin. Sin's real. For you to fake that sin's not real and it's just a bad choice, no, sin's sin. Okay? Let's daily repent from sin, daily turn towards God, and daily follow Him. And when we muck up, he is just to forgive. He is faithful to forgive. He is always open arms with us. But we've got to continually make a daily decision to be honest with God, repent from sin, turn towards God, and follow him. And we as hills, and we'll say this again, are committed to making spaces available for honesty because breakthrough is on the other side of that honesty. Breakthroughs on the other side of that truth because we cannot defeat what we cannot define. And if you don't want to define what you're struggling with, then you'll never be able to defeat that struggle. So in this moment, when you close your eyes, I'm not going to ask you to put your hands up or stand up, but I am going to ask you, is this something that you've been wanting to push, push, you'll just push the side and you don't want to define that struggle because then it becomes real. I want to, I want to ask you, would you be bold enough to go, God, this is what I'm going through. This is what I'm struggling with. And if you know that word, say that word right now, but just where you are, under your breath or have it in your mind and just go, God, I surrender this to you. 
and I allow you to intervene into that circumstance. So I'm going to give you this moment. God, I pray in this very moment, whatever struggle they just said to you that they're facing, I thank you, God, that we're being not only honest with you, but we're allowing you to intervene into that circumstance and that struggle. And we thank you that you're going to surround us with the right people to go through that struggle. That sometimes, Lord, that you don't just get rid of that struggle like right away, but I thank you that you walk me through it, but you also surround people around me that who can help me walk me through it. And so, Father, we just surrender it to you now. We surrender every struggle. We surrender every circumstance. We surrender every um, trial that we may be going through. And we say, God, we need your help. And we just ask you to intervene. And we thank you that you never leave us nor forsake us, that you're always by our side. And so, God, we thank you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen.